You're listening to The Itch, Rock Matters. My name is Casey. My name is Dan. And I'm Aaron. And guys, this is a big week for us. Not only did we just complete, in the last month, a great interview and uh, our first Rock Matters podcast episode of an advanced album review, but uh, we finally got itchrocks.com up and running. It's it's pretty exciting. I'm not going to lie. I, it's, it's really neat to say it. we have a website. Oh yeah, just, just check out our website. Oh, you can go to our website. <laughs> all the things are at that website. You can see all the episodes, social media handles. You can see ratings and reviews. You can even see some, but not yet all of the playlists that go with each episode. And there will be more to come. It's a work in progress, but it's here. And that's exciting. Oh, and you can contact us directly through the thing. If you go to itchrocks.com, there's a little microphone in the bottom right corner and you can actually send us a voice recording you can give us feedback you can ask questions you know if it's something interesting we it might even end up in a future episode you can drunk dial us at seven you know seven 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 thirty at night (laughs) if you like to get the party started way early (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we accept that you you can drunk dial us overnight you know anytime it doesn't matter yeah and and we will definitely spread that around to each other and laugh and and if it's really funny it might come up in an episode yeah it might get played on yeah on an episode who knows so i'm excited about that it's it's a clock sometime it's, it's always it's a clock somewhere <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's great Oh, and also, I wanted to point this out because I really appreciated this review. It's from a guy named Tommy who does a podcast of his own called uh, Chicago History, which is is pretty cool stuff, at least to me being one who lives in Chicago and probably should know more about it than I do at this point. Nonetheless, he left us a review recently, and I'm going to read it because I think when people do nice things like give us compliments, we should give them shout outs and share their words and, you know, their podcasts if they have them. Anyway. So this review said, it's a pleasure to hear three hosts that interact not only with guests, but with each other so seamlessly. Often shows with multiple hosts devolve into everyone talking over each other, and that's not the case here. The questions for guests are thoughtful and well-researched. Also, any new show that makes me want to check out a new band, movie, or whatever, as these guys have done, I'm impressed. Solid show, lads. So he apparently had listened to one of the interviews, and I appreciated that. Yeah, that's awesome. I I, uh, I will have to say it's been a, a joy working with you guys for 16 years, and I think that's definitely helped in the chemistry because there was <laughs> definitely a lot of times and uh, you know doing the early years of our radio show where we would just roll right over each other, or <laughs> only one of us would talk at a time so that we didn't do that. But uh, you know, I think we've uh, learned when to cut each other off or when to stop talking or you know when to just tell the other person to shut the hell up. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's 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 definitely different doing the podcast form because we're just continuously talking for however long we decide to go. Especially Aaron, dude never shuts up. <laughs> I'm just really hoping now that before this episode is out, you tell someone to shut up. <laughs> I'm going to put that challenge out there for you. Don't do it right now because then you got to save it for a great moment. Oh, I <laughs> but- will. 
going to be how the episode ends. It's going to just. <laughs> I was going to say you kind of you kind of already did in the the clip episode. <laughs> you did, you did. That was great. I had so much fun with that one. <laughs> you know what's really funny about that clip episode? I just have to re- say this real quick: is that I come off as such an asshole in all these like clip episodes because. <laughs> I'm really like joking around and you guys know that I'm joking around, but like when you hear it on the, on the clip episode, sometimes you don't quite know that I'm joking yeah. around. I just sound like a giant ass. And I'm just <laughs> like, <laughs> well, it's good. most of the time you, you follow up with either laughing or pointing out that you are kidding. So most of it's softened <laughs> by the time it's all done. And the fact that we're laughing and not like, Oh man. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm really surprised we're, we're not taking each other too seriously. I'm really surprised neither of one of you took the opportunity to say maybe because you are a giant asshole. AC's <laughs> <laughs> too nice, and I just didn't think about it. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's it's all right. No, that that is an awesome review. It is it is great to hear um, that you know that's that's kind of the goal with with the podcast was trying to get people you know just from the things that we say interested in the music that we want them to listen to. That's what we did with our radio show where we just actually had the ability to play it for them as opposed to telling them about it. Yeah. yeah, True. So thank you, Tommy for that. Hey, and Tommy does a good job on his show. He's a solo host and his show is mostly history. Hence the name. So he's giving a lot of facts and yet he still manages to be engaging by himself, giving you a history lesson for 20 minutes. That's not an easy thing to do. So kudos. To That's yeah. very tough. I've, I've had some history professors bore me to sleep in a matter of five minutes. So you know, kudos <laughs> if that dude is able to keep it going for 20 minutes. Right. It's true. But yeah, so the, the, the key here, here, let me just throw this out there. The key to uh, not talking over each other is chemistry and editing software. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that is correct. We possess both of those. You also forgot the editing skills that you possess as well. Yes. yes. Yeah. With a Z at the end, for sure. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Both Aaron and I uh, spend a lot of time uh, chopping some stuff out. <laughs> so the other day, I've been watching a lot of TV. Obviously, it's, you know, quarantine. There's really not much else to do. And I've been looking for a lot of musical related stuff because, again, quarantine, there's not much else to do. <laughs> um, <laughs> is there anything else to do? What? <laughs> Go on. I'm just, I was just messing with you. Oh no, no, there's nothing else to do. I promise. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> except for collect more Funko Pops. That's right. Which I'm doing a damn good job of. Anyway, um, <laughs> so when I was watching TV the other day, I, I came across uh, the 2020 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony and normally this is like one of my favorite things to watch in the entire year i i really do look forward to it because you always get these amazing collaborations where you know an artist is you know an artist from our generation is inducting somebody from you know the classic rock generation or and you just get these amazing collaborations of of new artists with mixed with old artists and or just all kinds of great things and so i turned it on hoping to experience that same thing because i like i said i've really been missing live music and and there's nothing else to do so um i i just i was i was a little disappointed that they didn't have like the typical rock and roll hall of fame ceremony they did have a couple of you know nice introductions and it was like a really documentary kind of style thing but it got me to thinking that we should really 
talk more about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Not only just mention the the inductees for this year, um, but also mention the long list of snubs and just kind of throw out our opinions on Hall of Fame. Because honestly, I, I don't know about you guys, but like Hall, of, there's there's a couple. Obviously, sports Hall of Fames are, are widely known. Everybody knows Hall of Fame, sports Hall of Fames, but other than sports hall of fames, can you guys think of any other big hall of fames other than the rock and roll hall of fame? Um, define big. <laughs> well, I mean, just wide, widely known, well-known, any well-known hall of fames other than, you know, the, the sports hall of fames for any sport. Oh, I was going to talk about the bowling hall of fame. Isn't that right next that, to Bush stadium? Yeah, yeah. That's only known because it's in St. Louis. Nobody would know what the hell the bowling hall of fame was if it wasn't here. I know, but it's the Bowling Hall of Fame. I mean, <laughs> can you name you, you can't even name one damn person in the Bowling Hall of Fame. No, I, it's just a thing that exists. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not really well known is what my point to that was. So, <laughs> well, it's the biggest one that I know of. So, <laughs> and the WWE Hall of Fame. I don't yeah. know if I count the sports okay. or not. Yeah, I was going to say talk that. About it later. It's so, Sports Entertainment Hall of Fame. Yeah, sure. I'll give I'll give you that that it's sports <laughs> entertainment, um, but it's still sports related. Sure. So, yeah. I mean, essentially, in my opinion, and I could be wrong. Like, maybe I'm just not thinking of it. Like I said, uh, that's why I was asking, to be honest. Um, I do feel like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is the biggest non sport related Hall of Fame there is out there. Do you not agree? It very well maybe. I don't know. It's definitely got one of the biggest like coolest physical locations like actual buildings that That's i'm aware gorgeous. of yeah i haven't yeah. seen it personally but uh, from all the pictures the building is, is just absolutely gorgeous and it's up in uh in cleveland, cleveland. Yeah. yeah right on the banks of the lake erie so on the shoreline of lake erie yep so yeah i mean i think you're probably right i mean there are de- i mean i it's hard for me like i feel like there's a thin line between a hall of fame like in terms of a physical location, a hall of fame and a museum. Cause that's really what it is. Yeah. It is it. I agree. It's a big museum. And so there's lots of giant museums of unrelated things, but not too many that you're going to call a hall of fame probably. Well, what's so, what's also funny. So I didn't know this, but most hall of fame players, like sports related hall of famers. I don't know if musicians do this, but sports hall of famers, whenever they become hall of famers, they'll sign their name HOF at the end of it. I didn't actually know this, until I was uh, 21, I was a bartender at um, a hotel, a big hotel around here. And I was serving uh, Hall of Famer Steve Carlton. Ah, and sweet. he signed his credit card slip, Steve Carlton, HOF. And I'm an idiot, for one. At the time, <laughs> I was 21, okay? I didn't quite realize who the hell Steve Carlton was when I was 21. No idea why. <laughs> we'll just say I was young, naive. <laughs> and so I remember t- taking the coupon over to my manager at the time. I was like, why does this say HOF after his name? What the hell does that stand for? And he's like, are you kidding me, dude? That's Steve Carlton hall of famer, Steve Carlton. I'm like, <laughs> uh, I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> so he took me to school. Uh, he, he taught me all about Steve Carlton, uh, but no, I didn't know that that typically people that are inducted to the hall of fame, that's like becomes part of their title. They sign HOF after their name. I did not know that either. I don't know if musicians do it. Like, you know, I don't know if like uh, Mick Mick Jagger is going around signing Mick Mick Jagger HOF. Like, probably not. 
I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt Mick Jagger signed much of anything nowadays, but <laughs> divorce papers, maybe, I guess, every five years, right? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> this dude just shots just fired. Shot fired, indeed. The dude's 80 and has like a two-year-old. This, Shut up. I, I was like, going to say, he did, he did have a he kid did. like he did have a kid like three years ago. It's like, <laughs> he's got kids my age and he's three times my age. Like, no way. <laughs> he's up. getting divorced forward. again. Whatever. <laughs> this episode, I feel like this episode might have a higher than average shots fired <laughs> ratio. <laughs> or lots of cuts that won't make the light of day. <laughs> we'll see. I hope not, because it's already running late in the week. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so you had thoughts and feelings upon watching this Hall of Fame ceremony. Yeah, I definitely have lots of different thoughts. Um, you know, it was really interesting to see some of the bands being nominated this year or inducted. I'm sorry, inducted this year um, because it, it some of them you just would have thought would have already been in there years ago. Um, and so. So I kind of want to real quick before we get into that, I want to kind of talk to you guys. So like what, in your opinion, makes for rock and roll, like when you're in a sport, you can meet certain statistics that say, oh, this guy's a Hall of Famer. He's hit 500 home runs in his career. He's hit 3000 hits in his career. Um, he scored, you know, 70 goals in a season like these are Hall of Fame qualities. What would you say would be a Hall of Fame quality for a rock and roll band to meet Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Well, see, here's here's where that that gets kind of skewed a little bit because, okay, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. When you hear rock and roll, you think all genres of rock and roll, but it's it's really kind of just a general music Hall of Fame now, more than just rock bands. But you would you would think that they would emphasize more on rock than the typical you know general music would but the question i guess is still what what's the criteria though well or or, or dan's question was what what do what do we think the criteria yeah right 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 be? well mine would be the amount of albums that they've released and like the the quality of the albums or singles and then also just the the musical influence that that one would have over other up and coming performers afterwards like if if they influenced a, a generation of of people and inspired them to become artists themselves and then just also kind of longevity kind of the same thing that sports would like you know if they've if they've only been abandoned and existed for three years. I, I don't know that they, depending on their impact, I don't know if that would, you know, qualify as much as bands like the who that have existed for over 50 years. <laughs> that is really interesting. And I think that to sort of go back to what Dan was talking about, how it seems like most hall of fames you hear about are sports related music can only somewhat use the same kind of criteria that a sports league or a hall of yeah. fame would where, you know, every baseball player, you can look up the same general stats about them and figure that out where with music, you can do something like that. You know, you can count their albums. You can say, man, this band played 5,000 live shows or yeah. you can count their sales, which is definitely a big thing. Like how many platinum times did yeah. they go, you know, platinum or whatever. But beyond that, it's music is so subjective that you're dealing. I think that's where the influence part comes in 
because critical acclaim is just a fickle and difficult thing. Like some people are going to be fans of something and some people are not. And that's a little bit easier to argue than, Hey, this guy had 500 home runs. Yeah. He probably deserves to be in the hall of fame unless he's from the steroid era. And then, then it's debatable. (laughs) But other than that, you know, (laughs) right. So music gets a little bit dicier. And I agree with all those things. I definitely do think that it should come down to record sales and and, and musical influence. And I don't know how you would measure this, to be honest. But I I think another thing that um, wasn't mentioned that would have a huge impact is staying power. Yeah. In music, it's so hard to stay relevant, to not be forgotten. And you just would think that like some of the bands that, you know, we'll get to in later in the show that are snubs, they all have staying power. They all have the ability to continue to release records and still have people go out and buy those records. You know, they continue to do live shows and people still go see them live like that. That to me, like, you know, they're not doing your fairground tours and your, your, that, that I think is, is a huge there should be a huge factor. And one of the things I do like about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is how they go about voting in the nominees. So each year, the final ballot of performers is selected by a Rock and Roll Hall nominating committee and then sent to a larger voting committee for election. The larger voting committee is made up of, for one, a whole lot of people. A lot of them are former, or not former, but a lot of them are Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees themselves. And that yeah. I, I really like that part. I love the fact that like yeah. you're being voted on by like by you know the greats of all time, you know, deciding like James Hetfield and, and things like that. There's a whole bunch of people that are already in the hall that get to vote and decide on you being in there, so to speak. I would love to see that be maybe it is, but I'd love to see that be a thing across the board in general hall of like sports hall of fame and stuff too. Like once you're inducted, you officially get to have some form of say in the future inductees. I think it is for most, as far as I'm aware. I know that a lot of them are kind of based on sports writers, too. Yeah. Uh, and some also do have like fan ballots as well. This one has one of those as a fan vote as well, which we can definitely come back to in a minute. Oh, I didn't even notice. I, is that how they get to the nominating committee, I guess? Um, Not exactly. It, it From what I was reading, like the fan vote is there, but it's not it's not really taken into consideration it's it not a huge voice yeah. yeah it's one of the big criticisms i came across in researching it sounds like casey did too is that oftentimes the people who place at the top of the fan votes still aren't people who are ultimately selected and so it, it doesn't it makes them at least not feel like their vote matters as much in that regard but it's a complicated process with a lot of factors which i think was kind of the path you were going down there yeah well and what I've found in researching it is a lot of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has to do with Rolling Stone magazine because Jan Winner is the guy that started both the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and Rolling Stone magazine. So his his influence is pretty much all over the place when it comes to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, and that's actually been one of the criticisms is that it, the – nomination process is controlled by the few individuals who are not themselves musicians like the one you just mentioned Jan Winner um and Susan Evans. Yeah. To so to me there's a difference between the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame like the actual physical location in Cleveland which 
by everything I was reading up on it. Like I've been to Cleveland and I've seen the thing, but I haven't been in it. But it sounds pretty awesome, to be honest. It seems like the thing does a pretty fascinating job of covering like the history of rock and roll and its influence, its development from other forms of music, its influence on other forms of music, all this stuff. But then there's also the ceremony itself and each year's inductees, which I feel like is kind of a different thing. And that's where it seems to get a lot more criticism because it almost seemed to be random or at least maybe not random, but maybe it doesn't seem to be the most sensible selection like year after year. Like there's a well, level and, it's, and we it's, can touch on that in a minute too. Yeah. I was going to say it's, there's nothing, there's nothing uniform about it. Like right. if you look online, if you look online and try to do some research, it's, it says anywhere from five to seven artists inducted. But then if you look, if you look at all the, the past years, it can vary from 23 inductees all the way to five. So Right. It, it would be it'd be better if there was like a uniform number like, OK, 10 these. Let's have 10 nominees. And that's a big reason why so many people have been snubbed is the last like 15 years. They've done seven to five inductees. It seems bizarre. It's from what I understand, it seems like they announced before the the voting. Here's how many we're going to put in this year, which is a little bit weird since it changes from year to year. And then. Yeah an artist has to get a certain percentage. I think it's like a 50%. Yes. Like is the minimum. And then, you know, from there they'll yeah. vote in how, whatever that number is, whoever got the highest more or less. And so it's, it's weird. It does seem a little haphazard. It makes me think of, so like the baseball hall of fame, I have two points of reference when hall of fames are concerned. One of them is baseball in which they have a pretty convoluted system of voting too, where you have a certain number of years of eligibility and you have to get a certain percentage of the vote to stay on the ballot. And then you have to hit a certain percentage to get voted in. This one's a little bit weirder or different because they have this massive catalog. Like you can look up online, like every, like all the major artists who are eligible and then they select a small pool, like the vote, the vote that people do for the rock and roll hall of fame. Isn't just anybody who's eligible. It's a pool of like 12 or something like that. I think I read options that they, that somebody selects and then they narrow it down to the five, seven, whatever. And so that's odd. Well, and one of the other key criteria to be able to be nominated is you have to wait 25 years after your first album or single is released. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it kind of makes sense, though, because if people still remember who the hell you are after 25 years, then you're doing something right. Yeah, right. And, and well, that's that brings up some other interesting points, because I think that it takes I, I like that element of it myself, because I feel like it kind of it takes that long to really, for one, see if anybody has staying power. Although you do have exceptions to like so staying power could either mean, you know, you're a you're a Pearl Jam and you put out consistently solid to good music for 30 years or whatever, or it could be your Nirvana and you only existed for like five years, but people still listen to you all the time today. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like the band didn't stay, but their influence and their popularity did, but it takes time to develop that, to understand if that's going to be a thing and to see what kind of influence a band has. So I like that. It's got that type of time frame, and maybe even I might even not be opposed to making that farther out. Like maybe maybe get 30 years or something. If you make it too far out, then you're not going to be able to have artists attend their own induction ceremony. 
That's a good point. One of the things I was going to mention. Right, right. I, I think it was the guy from Iron Maiden who said, like, he objected to the idea of a rock and roll of fame because he said, once you put music in a museum, it's dead. Yep. And I don't know if I agree with that or not. I, what do you do? You guys have thoughts on that sentiment? Museums are supposed to honor like dead things. So I get where he's going or what he's getting at with that comment. But I think he's more because it's the, it was the lead singer of Iron Maiden. I think he's more upset about being snubbed. And we'll get into that in just a minute because sure. I definitely agree that like Iron Maiden should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. There's no doubt. I don't know how the hell right. he's not. But. It's nonsense for them not to be there. Well, in addition to that being kind of tied into the Rolling Stone magazine, a lot of it has to do with the fact that they're trying to get people to buy tickets to, you know, go to a dinner to see the induction ceremony. So they want like big acts to sell a high dollar ticket. And Rick Nelson of cheap trick actually made mention of that in his, one of his, or his induction speech. He said, well, I have, you know, eight or nine grandchildren in total coming up soon. But, uh, because of the the high price of the tickets, I couldn't bring them all out here. You know, <laughs> Bro, that's terrible. But but that's, that's and that's where I, when I'm talking about the difference between like the the Hall of Fame existing and the ceremony itself, because yeah. that's one of the things that they got to factor in is who is going to get people to come to attend this or to watch this or whatever. And I think about my other frame of reference is the WWE Hall of Fame, yeah. which similarly arbitrary right there's not really a criteria for that you're you're you know you win your titles did you have longevity were you super popular is pretty much it and so every year what they're trying to do is the same kind of thing they're like okay we need to put in a class here that people will care about yeah so some of the people who may not be the flashiest or the most like hottest names at that moment might get snubbed in favor of somebody who's going to draw people in more often you know what i mean yeah, and we'll get to the the snub list here in a minute, but even even then, like the the snub list, there's there's some pretty substantial artists that are that are yeah. on the list, so and I think that's what costs the the Hall of Fame a lot of its credibility that people complain about it is you know what, maybe just take a couple of years and knock out some of these you know, some of these obvious people who need yeah. to be in here. <laughs> well, and that's that's why if you made it 10 or 15 like set number of people as opposed to five or six or seven, you could knock out some of those rather quickly. So, I mean, there's definitely lots of negative things that we can harp upon with the rock and hall of fame, the induction process, things like that. Um, artists that have not been inducted, but let's, you know, real quick, let's take some time to focus on the ones that did get inducted this year and, and honor them. There's a lot of bands that uh, bands and artists, I should say, that got inducted this year that were really surprising um, for one that they've not already been inducted. And then also just surprising that they like case kind of mentioned a little bit earlier that they were nominated to the rock and roll hall of fame as yeah. opposed to whatever genre music they made. So yeah, mm. one of the biggest uh, nominees in, in my opinion this year, just because of how much we've played them, how long they've been around. And I honestly, when I heard that they, we're not in, and this was the first year that they got inducted. I was floored. Uh, the Doobie Brothers. Yeah. Like, I- I'm sorry. Like, Black Water was a song that I grew up listening to. Like, and like on, on the VHS, it was so funny because when I was watching the ceremony, um, again, it was like a documentary style ceremony. 
you know, they were playing like old concert clips and things like that. And I was sitting there watching with my family and I was like, ha, I actually remember listening to that song on a cassette. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. I, I totally remember flipping that one over and listening to the other side. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I couldn't believe that Doobie Brothers hadn't um, already been inducted into the Hall of Fame. That was that was really surprising to me, along with uh, a band, which I, I wasn't necessarily surprised that they weren't in there. I was surprised that they just now got inducted um, because they've been around forever, but I didn't know that they were as big or widely known as they are, I guess, in a band called T-Rex. Yeah. Like, why? Like, the only song that I've ever known from T-Rex is Bang a Gong, and well, that, that was it. For, for them, it was more of who they influenced down the line because they were like a big influence of like David Bowie and artists like that. That makes lots of sense. Yeah, glam they were rockers. They, they were the first glam rock, essentially. Wow. Okay, uh, I'm does, not too familiar yeah. with them either. Yeah, yeah. If you're a trendsetter, then there's no doubt that you you need to be in the in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, and and actually, there was a band that I would consider a trendsetter uh, in there, uh, a band called Tepesh Mode. And, and and honestly, you can throw Nine Inch Nails in that too. Yeah, I've always considered them counterparts in a sense. I feel like they were very similar. How do I put this? They were kind of similar in both like attitude and style, but I feel like Nine Inch Nails embodied. This might not make sense. The heavier side. No, it, they embodied the rated R side. Not that either. <laughs> it was basically an American version and a European version of a similar thing, like their take on things. Gotcha. If that, if that makes sense. Like the personality of America and the personality. I got gotcha. you. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. But I've always like, lightly associated Depeche Mode and Nine Inch Nails. I could yeah. kind of see that because, and that's what's kind of weird with Trent Reznor is it doesn't seem like he's been around for that at that long. And that's when we get into the snubs and like the amount of years that they've been neglected. That's the kind of weird part about this. But it right. just doesn't seem like Trent Reznor's been around for that long, but he has. <laughs> well, and I, I would honestly say like, you know, and that's what was crazy about them getting inducted. I mean, I know that Nine Inch Nails is pretty much Trent Reznor, but Trent Reznor alone has done so much for for rock music that he he could probably be inducted into the Hall of Fame just by himself. It's true, as opposed to with Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, it it really is amazing to think about. Like Pretty Hate Machine came out in 1989. Right. Yeah. Trent Reznor was going platinum while we were in elementary school. Yeah, and so. Yeah, maybe even preschool, kindergarten. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, kindergarten. it was kindergarten. <laughs> so and Depeche Mode as well, because they came out um, a little bit earlier than that. They came out in the early '80s, I believe. You know who else will be excited about Depeche Mode's induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I know who's that. Who? Sean Dowdle. Sean Dowdle of Great Days, <laughs> who we spoke to in Rock Matters episode twenty-five. <laughs> he'll yeah. be very thrilled to, to know that yeah if you if you listen to the episode you'll hear that it's one of his favorite bands yep it even based the artwork to the great a's album on the artwork from depeche mode's violator which yeah. is both albums artwork are pretty great so more deserving artists right there yes definitely i also want to mention two other artists that got it inducted this year that well, if there was a Hall of Fame for their genre, I definitely agree that they would be there. I'm not quite sure exactly why they got inducted to the Hall of, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I will 
say that so let me go ahead and just announce the the two people first the two artists first and then i kind of want to express my feelings on on that um on that discussion we've been kind of touching base on a little bit um so whitney houston and i mean who you know one of the biggest divas of all time there's no doubt that she's got probably the best pipes in the business or what had the best pipes i should say yeah and notorious big got nominated into the rock and roll hall of fame 2020 while i definitely agree that both of those artists are very prominent Whitney houston like i said was the diva of the 90s it was pretty much her and mariah carey were the 90s like that was all i remember from from the 90s right (laughs) r&b and stuff and then like you know notorious big there's no doubt that you know he was one of the biggest east coast rappers of the time and probably could have been just as big as Snoop Dogg had he not been murdered and his prime. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that it's great that they got inducted. I'm not quite sure why they're inducted to the rock and roll hall of fame. I do think the reason for that though, is because the hall of fame, the rock and roll hall of fame has gotten so popular um, that it, I just, I guess it felt necessary to take on these other artists that should be honored, but, you know, don't quite fit the rock and roll, but they, you know, they just felt that they need to be honored. That would just be my thought. I have one more theory on that. And this is my own personal take, but the other thing, not so much that they should or shouldn't be in the quote unquote rock and roll hall of fame, but also out of all the years for them to be inducted in a year where they're not having the dinner and they're not having performers, the fact that they're both passed away they could kind of just talk about them and then do a, a zoom show. And, you know, it's not a big dinner part of the show. Yeah. I I agree with that. I can't explain it. They're hardly the first vocalist or rapper to be inducted. And so it's not like this is a new thing for the rock and roll hall of fame. I've been trying and as you guys were talking to, I've been trying to make a case for them beyond just their superstars. Yeah. And it's hard. I I will say this. There's a little bit of precedent. I'm looking up in the past few years. And one of the criticisms the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has always gotten is that it's male dominated. Yeah. And there aren't enough women. And so Whitney Houston is not a rock star, but she is one of the most successful female musicians of all time. Yeah. And so I feel like that is probably the main rationale. It also seems like lately they're trying to induct a rap artist and, or a female artist just about every year. Like last year, Janet Jackson and Stevie Nicks both were inducted and Stevie Nicks makes a lot more sense to me than Janet Jackson for a rock and roll hall of fame. But nonetheless, Stevie Nicks was the first woman inducted to the hall of fame twice, the rock and roll hall of fame twice. She was inducted with Fleetwood Mac prior to last year and then she was inducted as a solo artist last year she's the that's first, awesome she's the first woman to ever be inducted to the rock and roll hall of fame twice that's awesome but on on that note if you're looking for a woman to be inducted in the rock and roll hall of fame how can you not induct pat benatar or carol king like come on right, <laughs> right. Well, like i said they've been inducting more women lately like nina simone was in 2018 they inducted um joan baez in 2017 and then back on the hip hop, like the NWA was in 2016. So it seems like they try to do a little bit here and there. But yeah, in terms of rockers, like 2015 had Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. 
Joan Jett is a woman rock and roll hall of famer. Like yeah. the, the, probably like the perfect example of that. Right. But yeah, how do you, how are you leaving out Pat Benatar <laughs> and Carol King in, in, in this conversation is so bizarre. I and, don't know. and that's, you know, that's one of the largest criticisms that they, that the rock and roll hall of fame gets from other artists is that it's yeah. not very inclusive of women. And they say that in fact, only uh, the annual percentage of women inductees is 8.5% combining all the categories. There have been 719 inductees of which only 61 have been women. Yeah. Another powerhouse woman that isn't inducted is Tina Turner. Yeah. Like what, I guess that's that's one of the things that frustrates me is like, okay, you know, I agree. Whitney Houston is one of the most popular women artists of all time. But, you know, it is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So how are you going to let all these other, you know, women slide and not get their recognition that they deserve? Right. Uh, But it's not just that. Like, okay, so, you know, what's also really frustrating to me is that, you know, you you honor R&B, you honor the, the rap, but yet you snub metal and you snub punk. Like how does that make any damn sense whatsoever? Like you, you know, we're, we're getting into these damn snubs now. Yeah. yeah. Um, as well, as well as progressive rock too, you know, and yeah. grunge music kind of. Right. But all I mean, the, all the actual rock rock titles. <laughs> but you know, we are talking about like just over, not only overall staying power, but just the influence. And like, there's a lot of, big punk icons that have have not been nominated to the rock and roll hall of fame that like i know for a fact that there's been several bands that have been uh influenced by these bands because they've covered their songs they've literally said that they're huge influence like bad brains black flag uh, the offspring (laughs) yeah the damned like there's there's all kinds of punk bands that just just don't seem to get any kind of consideration they have let some punk bands in but like even the punk bands that they've let in, they they didn't want to attend the ceremony. Um, you know, <laughs> this is the most famous of the Sex Pistols. <laughs> yeah, like the Sex Pistols, they got inducted in 2006. They refused to attend the ceremony, calling the the museum a piss stain and urine and wine, <laughs> which is a very um, Sex Pistoly thing to do. Yeah, exactly. and, and you want to talk about some? Uh, they're such a fascinating case to me because again, going back to that staying power thing, that band. It, I still to this day can't get over the fact the band had one album. That's it. Right. And and yet they are regarded as like, you know, one of like the three or four godfathers of punk rock music. I just think that's the wildest thing that that they could be so remembered to this day for one album. Right. But anyway, back on them there. They, they were not happy with with as as punk rockers probably wouldn't be. Yeah. And then you know, along, along those same lines, like they have, you know, we kind of mentioned this earlier, but they've completely snubbed some metal bands too. like a couple of the greatest metal bands of all time, like Slayer and freaking uh, Iron Maiden and Judas Priest and Jethro Tull. Like, how the fuck are these bands not in the Rock and Roll Hall right. of Fame? Motorheads like, out there. Yeah. It's... <laughs> I mean, it's it, to, to me, that's just insane. Like how like I get that, you know, they're. Know, they were well, at least it seems that they were trying to focus on rock and roll. Um, but no, it's just like it just seems like they have it out against punk and metal music in particular. And the other the other thing to even go further on that, there's some classic rock artists that have yet to be inducted that is just kind of criminal at this point. You got yep. Peter Frampton and Bad Company and 
the guess who like <laughs> yeah and and uh steppenwolf yes <laughs> yeah thin lizzy was was to me that one I, that one just that one hurt when i saw that they hadn't been and then you know three dog night and then warren zevon like right it's just uh it's a lot then, it's, it's a lot well and that's crazy too because then if you're gonna nominate like hip-hop artists like notorious big what makes Notorious B.I.G. more worthy of getting in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame before LL Cool J? Right. Right. He's hanging out there. Dr. Dre's hanging around waiting to get into. Yeah. Well, and see, technically, technically they were inducted as N.W.A. That's when you get into right. the that's when you get into the two time Hall of Famers, which I think if you're in there once, like you should just be in there and then they can, you know, talk about your solo stuff later. Cause like people are still pissed off that like Ozzy Osbourne isn't in there, but it's like, he's in there as black Sabbath. So it's yeah, not, he didn't, he didn't attend the ceremony anyway, and he doesn't right, want to be nominated to the hall of fame. So yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that to the extent. I thought it was awesome when Stevie Nicks got nominated as a solo artist, not, not yeah, yeah, yeah. because you know, the, of her work with Fleetwood Mac, but because she was a damn good solo artist in her own right. Yeah. I was just, the fact that you have to be nominated twice, I, I feel just kind of, I feel like it, it highlights them as a solo artist, but then it also kind of like takes away being nominated twice or three times or, you know. I was just thinking also, because I'm thinking of the politics involved as well. And as much as I think that they should be avoided as much as possible, I'm also, I, you also got me thinking because you said Ozzy doesn't want to be inducted. There's also a part of me that's like, if I were making the decisions, if somebody has publicly said they're not interested or bashed the thing, I'm okay with leaving them out until they change their mind or die or we run out of other <laughs> yeah. higher options. Cause I'm not trying to bring negative press to myself. I want what I'm doing to be prestigious. And so if I'm the rock and roll hall of fame and Ozzy says he doesn't want to be inducted, I'm like, okay, that's cool. We got plenty of other options. <laughs> well, and the, the two time hall of fame thing, it's just kind of weird. Cause like the biggest, biggest example i could name is you know you have the beatles and then you have every single one of them as a solo artist it's like okay you know sure yeah <laughs> which is crazy ringo Starr does not need to be in there as a solo artist <laughs> i wasn't gonna go that far but okay <laughs> i'll say it um you know i will say though i think you have a, a point with the ceremony causing a lot of their thought process into who getting who's getting uh, nominated especially when it comes to genres because people that like rock music classic rock music they're not going to sit around sit through a metal band they're not going to sit through a punk band when they're getting in inducted and so i i feel like that has a huge impact on why those metal bands and punk bands have not been nominated so far i will say this to my so like i mentioned my other frame of reference for hall of fames besides baseball is the wwe and one thing that they do that I think it it kind of does seem like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame does, but if if it's not, then it's something I would probably at least consider implementing. Is WWE seems to have somewhat of a uh, formula, like a system in place. Like each year, they'll usually have like one major like main event name, mm -hmm. and they'll usually have like a woman, like a tag team. Usually, like generally, no more than like one person who's deceased. Yeah, and you, it's it's semi. You don't necessarily going to be able to predict who those people are going to be sometimes a celebrity but usually they will check off boxes from a certain number of categories yes. and i feel like there could be room for the rock and roll hall of fame to do something kind of like that 
Right. Or or maybe I should say, put it this way, if I were solely in charge of deciding who 2021's nominees are, I'd probably do something kind of like that, in that, like, I'd get Pat Benatar in there, you know, I'd put Iron Maiden, and, like, get some of those punk and metal kind of guys in there. I'd probably put, like, a somebody folky, like a Peter, Paul, and Mary, or something along those lines, and I'm, I want some diversity is what I'm saying, but I also want it to be top heavy with honest to goodness rock bands. Right. Yeah. So I got a question for you guys. What three bands would you like to see in the hall of fame? And what three bands do you think you're going to see in the hall of fame over the next five years? Oh, next five years. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Not, not the next year, but can I throw out just so we we're all aware of these, a few of the biggest ones that are going to become eligible in the next few years. Yeah, Sure. So as, as a general example, the Foo Fighters will be officially eligible next year, as will Jay-Z, because if you're adding hip hop artists, he's one of the big ones. Eminem in 2022 will be a big one. And somewhere in there, I swear I saw Outcast. Yeah, Outcast was actually in a list of already, snubs, which yeah, I thought was kind of weird. Yeah, I mean, Outcast became eligible uh, two years ago. And so did Beck is a big one that's that's eligible. Daft Punk is eligible now, and I'm pretty positive. I pretty much guarantee they make it at some point as well. I'm not going to say in the next five years per se. It's just it's so hard to predict, but I like the question. So let's let's take a second and do and think about this. Hmm. All right. So for me, since I uh, gave you guys the question, I'll go ahead and, and say three bands that I, I would like to see in the Hall of Fame that I think need to be in there or artists, three artists, whoever. Uh, Thin Lizzy is probably first and foremost for me. After that, I would probably go Billy Idol and Carol King. Ooh, Billy Idol's name. All right. Yeah. How the hell is he not in there? That's a very <laughs> fair question. Three bands that I think will be in the Hall of Fame in the next five years. I'm going to, I, I think, I'm, I'm going to throw in uh, Tool, I think will be there. Oh, okay. When yeah. did they become actually? I think they were eligible a couple years ago. Yeah, three years ago. Okay. I have a hard time seeing them making it in faster than a lot of these others. But you know what? Like, this whole thing is so unpredictable, like we said. I think Jane's Addiction could be in pretty quickly here. I agree there. Yeah. And the last one, the last one that I believe will make it in in the next five years. This is kind of hoping too. is Rage Against the Machine. That's exactly where I was going to go. <laughs> Rage is one of the ones that's risky because they might be the ones that like are like screw your Hall of Fame or like we're going to set it on fire. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're also, you know, among the quote newer artists uh, on the list because there are so many of these guys who have been sitting here waiting for decades. Yep. Um, right. But in terms of pure worthiness, like there's, they're among the most influential rock bands that's for this generation. And so, yep, that's a big one. KC, what three artists you, you want to see in and what three artists do you think will make it in? Um, going off of, you know, the list that I said earlier, I, I mentioned bad company and yeah. the guess who and Pat Benatar, but just to throw out some other names that, that haven't been nominated that I would like to see. You got the Smashing Pumpkins. I think they'll make it in personally. I, I think they'll be in like one of the next five years, to be honest. Uh, the Pixies. That's a good one. That's a good. That's a good rock band to get in there somewhere. 
And then um, Joe Cocker. Wow. Ooh. I didn't even see him on my snub list. <laughs> and then bands that I that I think will make it. I think Motorhead will get in there at some point. Jane's Addiction, you mentioned. Uh, what was another one? Uh, Megadeth. Ah, you took another one of mine. So you're banking on metal bands making it in is what it kind of seems like. Cause like, I, I agree that yes, if the, if once the door opens, the flood is going to start happening. Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, Megadeth, the, all the bands that metal bands and Pantera, I think eventually too, if, if all those metal bands can get in, like, I, I think that's what it is. Like even Slayer, like they just got to get their foot in the door. They got to get one metal band <laughs> in that, in that door. Yeah. And then they're all in like Flynn, you know? So, for, for my picks of who I would like to see get in, aside from pretty much everybody that you've already mentioned, I do want to stick a little bit on the, the pure rock side, or at least rock adjacent, something close to. So a couple bands that I know are big deals, maybe not necessarily to us, but they're very influential on just like the rock scene in various ways, is... Sonic Youth, they're a band that anytime I hear about somebody's influences, so many of bands list them. And so even though I've never particularly listened to them, that has to count for something. And another one that I'm going to pull out, maybe out of left field, is Fish. Yeah. Fish is the king of the jam band. They've influenced so many bands that we listen to, even down to like 311 that we've talked about before. And, And Cherry Garcia, guys. They have an ice cream flavor. <laughs> you got to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame if you have an ice cream flavor. Surely. <laughs> and then for my third that I w- would love to see get in there, Willie Nelson. Yeah. Yeah. Freaking Willie Nelson is, is epic. And so those are what I'm going to go with. See, you know, Willie Nelson also is kind of those along those lines. Like it's, you know, I don't know how many country artists are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but it's it's the same thing. Like you let Willie Nelson in, does that open the floodgates to let like Garth Brooks in? Uh, you know, Brooks and right. Dunn, all these all these other classic country artists. Like uh, I'm pretty sure Johnny Cash is actually in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but like I believe so. Uh, you know, just and like Hank these, Williams and all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Charlie Daniels. Like, if any of those names aren't in there, I would want I want them to be in there. Pretty sure they are, but. But, yeah. You know, the point that I was trying to make is that, like, you know, I, I just feel like, yes, I, I do believe that if you're going to let somebody in like Whitney Houston, then you need to let somebody in like Willie Nelson. But at the same time, sure, you're opening the gates like you, you let somebody in like Willie Nelson, then then you have to start giving consideration, at least to other artists of his genre. It's true. And I the last thing I ever want whenever we're talking about good music is to open the country floodgates. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'll unapologetically state that aside from basically the names you just mentioned, country music is trash. Those, those are the only names I know. I'm not even lying like that. <laughs> I just threw those out there because that's all I know. I don't know anybody else. You know, like the old gunslingers. And that's yeah. the cool. That's yeah, the good the old, like when country music was like somewhat respectable. Right. <laughs> right. Right. So so I got. A few, a few that I think will get in in the next five years because of the nature of how this goes. We do got to go. Hmm. I got to go with a woman. And so I'm kind of thinking Tina Turner. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And so because it just seems like that's kind of par for the course is like a, 
a big name female singer from not terribly long ago. Not not Tori Amos. Yeah, <laughs> she is eligible. I mean, she's listed. She's yeah, she, I was. I was you don't want her to, to do funny, the. But... Yeah, you don't want her to do the cover of Nirvana on on her induction. Oh, that was wild. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, and continuing with that that diversity thing, uh, I think Outcast will get in there in the next five years. Let's go and on. and I would be all right with that because Outcast is is pretty great. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, with Outcast, it's just kind of funny because like. Out of all the people that have been snubbed, it's like, oh yeah, and then Outcast. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're just like, there's so many like hip hop artists, like favorite artists, yeah. as far as I'm here, and that's that's a big deal. And then this was a little bit cheating, but I'm gonna go with for a third one that will get in either New Order or Joy Division, who are entirely related because they're most of the same band. Okay, yeah, and. I don't know which it would be interesting if they just, if they did them together, but I doubt that's how it would go. But one or the other is overdue. I'm sure. Sometimes they do that. They've, they've done that with, uh, I think Steven stills, um, with Crosby stills, Nash and young and, uh, Buffalo Springfield, I think got inducted the same year or whatever, Oh, nice. whatever, whatever band they were in. I forget, but okay. I got, I got one more just because I, I want to make sure that this episode doesn't happen without his name being mentioned. And that's Rick James. <laughs> Rick James, bitch. I pretty much purely said it so that you would do that. Yeah. I, <laughs> I knew someone would 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 quote Chappelle's show <laughs> if I said the name of Rick James. And since we have a history of quoting Chappelle's show on Rock Matters, I thought it would uh, be a good <laughs> we time. Do. I didn't we do. We do. <laughs> <laughs> So let's can wrap I just it up. say, <laughs> can, yeah, <laughs> it is about time, but go on, Dan. <laughs> can I just say that I, I think it is fucking hilarious that the self-proclaimed greatest band to ever come out of Britain is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So fuck you, Oasis. <laughs> <laughs> Oasis would never be able to figure out if they should attend or not. Like one, yeah. of, the, one of the brothers would be like, yeah, let's do it. And the other one would be like, uh, screw all of this stuff. It, also right. my brother sucks and i'm like yeah. you guys when your band is known more for your fighting. boisterousness and your fighting <laughs> than your music it's like a much less interesting and less romantic version of fleetwood mac yes <laughs> who also made better music not i actually don't hate oasis the earlier albums but they are some obnoxious people that's for sure and then before we go <laughs> just a couple of I just want to tie up some loose ends and mention just a couple of more snubs that I do think need to be mentioned. Um, President of the USA. No. Uh, okay. Salt and pepper. Faith. No more. <laughs> I think faith. No more needs to be uh, in the hall of fame. Um, they didn't even show up on the snub list that I was looking up. That's interesting. Yeah. Motley crew. Mm. Um, which I thought was crazy to be honest, especially with as popular as they've been. And then the other one that I wanted to make mention was the Flaming Lips, and as well as George Michael. I thought that was really weird that George Michael is not in. Yeah, yeah, I was I was going to mention George Michael as well. Yeah. So yeah, that was, I just wanted to mention them because I was I was just uh, kind of really surprised when I saw those on my list. If you guys want to feel old for a second, I can give you a few uh, a few itch bands that are eligible for the first time this year. Go for it. <laughs> Or just a couple of entertaining ones like the Bloodhound Gang and Bowling for Soup. <laughs> Probably not going to happen, but nonetheless, no. 
<laughs> but another one that we talked about recently, Bush, episode 17, eligible for the first time, not going to make it anytime soon, and that's totally fine. Another band that we talked about recently, and I'm surprised to see them on here, but your eligibility is eligibility, and that is Head P.E., episode wow. 18. Yeah. Head P.E., Corn. Corn will at some point make it in. I, yeah. I will tell you. It'll be a while probably, but they will someday make it. Yeah, I don't think they'll have any issues trying to get in. Yeah. Our Lady Peace is is eligible. They won't make it, but I just like talking about them now and then. Seven <laughs> Mary Three, if you remember them. Silver Chair, which I thought was pretty underrated at their time. Yep. And I wasn't joking. Presidents of the United States of America are <laughs> technically eligible now, which would yeah. be super fun. It's it's not ever going to happen. And Weezer. Yeah. I wonder if Weezer could ever make it over the 50% mark because there'd be like half of the people voting who'd be like, this is the worst band ever. <laughs> and <laughs> and one <laughs> one final one final one that we've we always seem to talk about, but is another one that we forgot to mention on the snub list. Yeah. Weird Al Yankovic. Oh yeah. Oh, Weird, yeah. Weird Al is first ballot. How is that guy not? <laughs> uh, obviously not. He's if that's the case, he's been first ballot for sixteen years. Right. Sixteen years. And that's how you know this thing is a sham. <laughs> you cannot be letting weird house on the sidelines totally should be in there yeah that's insane that's let's just start our snub of all right there and right. he covers all the genres so you know right <laughs> let's start our own hall of fame and just put him as the first inductee yeah. <laughs> i bet you yeah him and then primus will be the second because you know they're never getting inducted the real fucking hall of fame too <laughs> but they would well I, i'm not they? i should no, I'm just trying to think if they would have a case. And in reality, probably not if so many of these others haven't made it. But it would be great to see Primus in the Hall of Fame. That would make <laughs> me very happy. Yeah. All right. Well, it's a whole thing, this Hall of Fame business. And some people got to get up into this Hall of Fame, you know. We'll be back next year to see if any of our predictions came true. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this discussion on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees for 2020, as well as snubs and our just our general opinions on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and other Hall of Fames for that matter. Uh, let us know what you think. If you have some uh, snubs that we didn't mention, please let us know. We love hearing that kind of stuff. Um, if you have a band that you think is going to be that we didn't mention that's going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame, please let us know. We love hearing that feedback. We love hearing your comments. Please keep the conversation going. Hey, you know what? This is a great way to tie some things together. If you want to let us know your predictions for next year's Hall of Fame or the next few years as we did, send us a voicemail on the website on itchrocks.com. If we get enough of them, maybe we'll make a little thing out of it and we'll follow up on this discussion on a future episode. Yeah, that way you don't even have to type. You could actually be driving and talk to us. <laughs> yeah, you, you can do that in real time. Just give us your unfiltered feelings. It'll be great. <laughs> so thank you very much for listening. We are the Itch Rock Matters. My name is Dan. I'm Casey. And I'm Aaron. And until next time, rock on. If you enjoyed what you heard in this episode, please subscribe and tell a friend about the show. We've got plenty of links in the show notes to continue the conversation, including the episode's playlist. And you can interact with us on Twitter, Facebook, or through Gmail. All at Itch Rocks, I-T-C-H-R-O-C-K-S.